welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. Hello, everyone. I think I can speak for the whole show when I say it is a relief and such a great thing that the wonderful Zach the Snack survived his brush with COVID, his quarantine, and now he is back and ready to continue his journey. Yeah, everything is back on track as if it never happened. Uh Uh-huh. Nope, never happened. His imprisonment in a hotel room in London just never, ever, ever, ever happened. So now... Uh, with that out of the way, we are in Estonia. Yes, where Greer has fallen ill. Mm-hmm. So I actually wanted to pause here for a moment because I wanted to get your perspective on on this Greer situation because it does strike me as a very Zach thing to do, how he handled this, even though it may have been just production telling him how to do things, but how do you feel about about basically the outcome of Greer with COVID. Do you mean how she was just not in the episode? Well, that she was not in the episode, but she was not just thrown aside like so many other contestants in the past when ill has befallen them, whether that's oh, the, the uh, like- passing out of Casey or other injuries, illnesses, uh, COVID, etc. Yeah. Maybe they just have other plans for her next week. (laughs) (laughs) What is that supposed to mean? (laughs) That's just, it's more drama if you, if she doesn't just silently disappear. It's more interesting that way to see her come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I was just a little surprised that that she gets to come back uh when so many previously have just been kind of tossed aside i think i'm just surprised she's the only one who caught it from the group like she was around everybody else Mm -hmm. for days you know gabby's like thank the lord above i don't i wasn't religious before i don't understand how she didn't catch it but after i i spent you know the the entire uh the entirety of the most infectious period with my face attached to his face uh, i mean it's got to make you believe in higher power kind of a miracle honestly (laughs) yeah uh yeah man i i guess i guess we'll see if anything interesting comes of all that because even like logan just poof disappeared forever with no yeah he did an interview recently no trace that basically gabby didn't like him enough for them to bother keeping him around ouch so that's why he was disappeared uh yeah it's just it's it's quite a a strange thing to to me that we can just (laughs) next episode oh I, okay, what? Where? Where did they go? Never, never explained. 
I mean, and that's not even, that's not even, they, they just choose not to explain stuff all the time. Like uh, Genevieve in the uh, the cast after the whole football thing. Never, never heard anything about that either. But uh, I guess we should start, yeah. stop farting around here. We open with um, Zach chatting with Jesse. Mm-hmm. Which is how we even learn about Greer in the first place. Yeah, so Zach has to come up with a few words for each woman that is still remaining. Mm-hmm. Which, did you notice when he got to Allie, he's just like, she's great. And that was pretty much it. Yeah, he, he had a whole he had a whole long list of things to say about everyone. Except. Except Allie. That definitely doesn't mean anything for so, the rose ceremony. We get our first date card. It's for charity. Let's make up for lost time. Mm-hmm. I, so I was actually a bit surprised by this. Were, were you or were you pretty much 100% on board with, oh, next week <sighs> she'll get it? Well, I had already seen spoilers. She uh, got it. Oh but it also does make sense because last episode, Zach basically told her, like, we'll make up for it or something to that effect. Yeah, but I don't trust any of these people. No, but that would have looked really cruel if she just got totally skipped over. Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess you're right. I just, I'm a very cynical person. I was like, oh, he'll probably give it to somebody else and just leave her hanging, leave her seeking validation, as so many of the women are left to do. But no, we get we get to, we get that promised rain check here Uh and just in general, I think the, the women are pretty thrilled that, I mean, sure, that Zach isn't dead, but really that their season is not over, I think, is the, is the big thing there. Again, just, just my cynical self, uh, just, just saying stuff, but <laughs> there you go. So once everyone's like all gathered together, Zach enters, hugs everyone. It's big positive vibes until. Mm, Yeah, until things somehow take a turn before the one-on-one. Yeah, Kat takes Zach away, which is very strange. I don't know how a producer convinced her to do this. Yeah, because this is very unusual. Yeah, I've seen it before, but yeah, it's not it's not typical. And that goes with her. <laughs> oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> and they just, just, you know, it's just like, oh, glad to see you, that sort of thing. But then, like, she initiates a kiss and he doesn't pull away. Yeah. Which I thought was bad form on his part. Yeah, that's just not the... the- best look because i mean literally the reason he is there is to get charity that's the only reason yeah that's the (laughs) only reason he's there this isn't this isn't a visit for fun to talk to them this is specifically we are headed on our date and so as such it is quite irregular and also just one of those things that on the surface seems so 
innocuous at some level. Oh yeah, she just missed him. She wanted to talk to him, get kissed, whatever. But it's it's also one. <laughs> it's such a huge breach of bachelor decorum. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it, like a, almost like an unwritten rule. Like you just don't do that. Right. You don't. You don't f with people's one on ones. Because if you if you start doing that, then the whole the whole thing just starts to crumble. It's like okay, sh- sure, if you're on a group date, right? Group date, you're all competing for attention. You're all you're all maybe uh, a little bit more aggressive and and trying to really get that time. But the one on ones are are almost this sacred thing. And. Uh, let's just say Gabby was not the only one to notice that when he came back to the group he had some lip gloss on his, him which uh, as she noted she does she didn't think that he applied himself well no kidding I mean <laughs> mm-hmm. so he finally leaves with charity yeah leaving leaving cat to defend herself <laughs> i know like that's the other thing you did that but now you have to walk back to the whole group of women who are all staring daggers at you mm-hmm. and have to explain yourself yeah i just it's it's I, a place like this that i i don't really understand what people are thinking when they do things like this because this is one of those behaviors that is going to really mark you in terms of being a target of dislike and potentially even hatred by the other people. I mean, it was pretty much immediate. Like, she's trying to justify her actions. And she's like, oh, I just wanted to yeah, let I'm, him know I missed yeah, him. Yeah, I missed him. It's like, ah, uh, excuse me, we all missed him. And yet none of the rest of us breached etiquette and messed with Charity's one-on-one because of that. And Brooklyn really came after her. Yeah, Brooklyn was not happy about this. Said it was not the time for that. Kind of thought today was just going to be good vibes, but you literally did something that ruined the good vibes. <laughs> she feels attacked, and her ITM says, why can't I have my moment? And I'm just thinking, that wasn't your moment to have. But she wanted it to be her moment. Well, she did make it her moment, but at what cost? Right, and that is what you always have to ask yourself here because sometimes contestants on the show do make decisions that are outside of the norm. And a lot of the time, it's just pure idiocy because you just, you make enemies and i don't know i just i never fully understand people going more of the villain route if they have any semblance of seriousness about getting to the end because once once you get into a position where you have made enemies chances are people will be talking about you in their own time with the lead and that is 
so rarely a good thing. That's like that tends to be one of the fastest ways you get eliminated, is by causing enough waves that other people start taking some of their precious time with him to be like, hey, so I don't know if you're aware, but such and such is making everyone really uncomfortable or such and such like was just so incredibly rude and disrespectful and just whatever it is. And then the lead's like, "Mm, boy, this person is causing enough trouble that other people are having a hard time and it's disrupting things. And next thing you know, you're out of here the next week. How does that help? <laughs> Christy doesn't have a good answer for me. It doesn't. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I just, I guess I just, uh, I would be such a bachelorette angel. I'd be a contestant. I'd be so amazing. Everyone would love me. And then I would get eliminated at like week six and then show up on Paradise. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty typical arc, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. So, was this the 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 smart play? Uh, personally, I think no. But lest we spend the entire episode talking about cat, let's talk about the do-over date. Well, first a horse-drawn carriage, which is pretty standard for Bachelor. Uh, standard for. Uh, for their destination Europe, you know, weeks as well. Very, very, that seems mm-hmm. like very common. Oh, we're, we're in Europe, or oh, we're in this Eastern European country. Let's hop in this horse-bound carriage. Because <laughs> what is more romantic than, you know, a <laughs> the suspension on a carriage? which typically not the best not the smoothest you're also just staring at the horse's butts the whole time some people like that okay so i think the real romanticism of it all is the rudimentary carriage suspension plus cobblestone streets of europe plus horse rear ends i think that's really it's just the complete it's the trifecta that really makes a bachelor date special is uh, is all of those those factors but no they're not staring at the horse's butts they're looking at the old buildings and they're having romantic conversation they're deepening their connection christy if you say so but i feel like all of that got wiped away with this next activity they had to do which is a wife carry. It's like some competition that's happening in the street. Well, I was in a park, but they well. they, they were they were driving by it. Now, uh, did the producers completely set this up? I meant to look up. Was this a real thing or well, not? Well, it is. A, it is a real thing. Okay. It it, it and essentially, uh, the gist of it is that a man is carrying a woman like a backpack but she's like upside down and he's carrying her and like doing an obstacle course wife carrying so you'd heard of this before yeah it's like a it's a thing in some countries it's like this sort of traditional thing i think it's maybe even more common in 
like Finland or something like that. But it's, it, I mean, it's in that area of the world because so, Estonia is like south of Finland or something. It's pretty close. Well, yeah, Estonia is Eastern Europe. So, so kinda, yeah. but why the upside down part? I feel like if it was more like a backpack, she would just be on his back, like piggyback style. Well, because that's not tradition. Okay. <laughs> so, it just looks so dangerous to me. Well, she was like the women wear helmets. Okay. Yeah, but if you got dropped, that's why you, you wear would, the helmet. It's only gonna help so oh, much if you she, land on your head. You gotta. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so so much. It just looks analysis. so awkward. <laughs> it's as he was running around with her. It's it's fun. Okay, so yes, it is. It is something that happens uh, in that part of the world. I just question whether or not there just happened to be a a course set up and people doing it as they happen to ride by in their carriage. That is what I am am questioning because, of course, they have to participate. They have to. Go ahead and and do it and have her get zipped through the optical course. I mean, Zach absolutely smoked that other guy. He did. He went through that <laughs> a lot easier than I thought he would, considering like the awkward nature of. Yeah, but like he's he's tall and strong. She's light. Yeah. No big deal. He just whoom, zipped right through it, and then off they went again. <laughs> yep, just a quick little detour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you enjoy that? Did you enjoy watching that experience? It was funny. <laughs> Yet another thing where I look over and Christy is just mentally checking that onto her never ever do in a million years list. <laughs> There's so many weird things that Bachelor producers make these people do. Mm-hmm. I feel so like the... The day portion, I mean, the rest of it was just kind of flitting about the city, really. There weren't any super meaty moments here. No, they're just eating, drinking. They drank some weird peppery drink that they both wanted to spit out, it seemed like. Yeah, it was a, it was some Estonian spirit. Uh, high alcohol, peppery. They had to do a little Estonian drinking jig or something while they, while they did that. Not a huge fan. They didn't really like that. No. <laughs> Back at the hotel, we see Brooklyn and Katie chatting. And basically, Brooklyn's like, she's just trying to play the victim and referring to Kat. And then Kat chats with Ariel. And I really liked the way Ariel handled this. Because she kind of like put her in her place, but like in a nice way. But also like pretty pointed. Because Kat tries to be like, well, it wasn't about the one on date, one on one date. All the rules left when he got COVID, and Ariel said respect never shifts. <laughs> yeah, I the the whole COVID excuse really weak is pretty yeah pretty pretty lame uh, as far as excuses go. I mean, I. <laughs> <laughs> what are you even trying like it, that that did not go ahead and change everything like they literally did all they could so it would change as little as possible mm -hmm. <laughs> so i don't 
Yeah, it didn't. Uh, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't work. This is also the start of Jess worrying about being the last one to get a one-on-one date. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, she should be worried. Well, yeah, she's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Yeah, right. It's it's always right. It's, it's the uh, the tension between the meta of the show and what people feel in the moment because like absolutely absolutely she should be terrified because she is 100% going home because she hasn't had a one-on-one I mean obviously not a hundred percent but like if she doesn't get a one-on-one by the end of this episode chances are she's out of here you got to have a one-on-one at this stage but at the same time, like she's feeling this stuff on an emotional level and it's like, oh, but like he obviously likes you and like you have this connection and there's the comforting and everything. And so it's like, well, yes, you want to comfort her and you don't want her to have to have, like have that mindset and freak out. But at the same time, yeah, if things don't change, she's going home. Yep, so back at the nighttime portion, um, Charity talks about her previous relationship, which was emotionally abusive. And I just have to say, there are a crap ton of terrible guys out there, because it seems like every woman on these dates has, like, had the worst possible thing. Wow. You heard it here first. Christy is canceling men. (laughs) All men. Goodbye. Well, rewind and see if I said that. <laughs> no, look, there 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 is no there's no shortage of awful people in this world, including on the male side of things. Uh and so yeah, you end up decently likely to uh to have people who uh who deal with that sort of thing. Uh, which is just real wonderful that uh, we as humanity in general are still just generally awful to each other in a lot of circumstances. It's real. Just Not great. I'm super happy that also, that has persisted to the present day. Also, several occurrences of infidelity just to make it even worse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, which uh, Zach does I like identify with the sort of losing himself in in a relationship and like tr- trying to get himself out of that which i feel like isn't exactly the same thing but you know i guess kudos to him for trying to like empathize mm-hmm. and uh and see things from from her side of things uh because yeah i just uh, why there's so many garbage people out there makes me very sad well she gets the rose lots of making out yep. they go back Just to the carriage ride i guess at shocking the end. shocking i mean at that point it must have been so freaking late i mean it, it looked late as they were riding. oh you mean as it was dark yeah it was just so dark yeah these things usually last like into the night mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so uh we reach another pivotal moment here 
because this is when the group date card arrives. And mm -hmm. as always, whomever is not on the list is blessed with the second one-on-one -on -one for the episode. And so this is an important time for everyone, but for Jess in particular. She is desperately hoping. Mm-hmm. However, if things do not go her way and Ariel gets the coveted one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. And uh, yet, yet more cruelty from the producers as they put Jess's name second to last. They're like all in some well, really, back, back room just snickering about this as they do this. Yeah, really the last, I think it was actually the last name on the group. Of course. The group day card, yeah. That's all on, on purpose. Uh, and if it, she starts crying immediately, mm -hmm. asking, does being the last one mean something? And they're like, darling, no, it doesn't mean anything. No, it's, you know, it, you're great. It's wonderful. You're fine. And even Gabby tries to be like, well, Greer hasn't had one either, but like Greer like, can't but, have but Greer one. Is in, Greer is in COVID quarantine. It does. It's not the same. Uh, they, they try their best to comfort her, but yeah, it's feel, pretty obvious she is not, things are not voting well for her. Yeah, I do. I do feel bad for her. I did, I, I did appreciate that because uh, Gabby also, um, also tried to kind of comfort her earlier as well. Yeah. Um, I always, I always appreciate it when we see stuff like that, that actually seems like it's coming from a genuine place, even if it's ultimately going to have no effect whatsoever. It's like, it's like, Oh, this, this person has some humanity. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't always see that. A lot of times things feel very calculated. <laughs> it's like, ah, pat, pat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when inside you see, like, they're doing all they can not to have a giant broad smile because they know blood one is less, in, blood is in person. the water. One less person shortly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, know, I know you are really chomping at the bit to uh to talk about the group date well before that charity returns from her date saying that she wanted to block out some things from before referring and to cat I, I was hoping we wouldn't have to talk about this <laughs> well i guess this is like actually like right before they leave for the group date but cat said um, she mentions not wanting to bring stuff up and ruin the group date and Brooklyn jumps on this, pounces immediately. It's like, oh, you don't want to ruin the group date? <laughs> and then they kind of go back and forth with each other. And Yeah, she even, uh, as when they like pulled each other, sort of Brooklyn like jumped in on that. She's like, I'm not going to let them have talk about this without me. I'm going to put my input in. Yep, she is she's on a mission to defend charity. She said Kat has her head up her ass. Who can't say that on this show? They said it on the show. I'm gonna have to put a parental advisory on this. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh yeah, it, man, it's always unfortunate when 
when relationships crumble like this amongst the contestants it's just like isn't your isn't isn't your life hard enough as it is like do you really have to be like rude to charity you know do you brooklyn do you really have to like be so incensed about this i don't know it's a charged environment brooklyn is taking it a little too far because like you've made your point earlier how all that wasn't cool but now it's like just digging in for the sake of drama she even had that if the shoe fits line which was pretty funny but Uh, yeah if okay if yeah what did she say if if the shoe fits lace it up bitch i believe lace that bitch up yeah Yeah. lace that bitch up yeah okay she says yeah sorry she didn't actually call (laughs) she didn't actually call cat no she she's calling it referring to the shoe yes (laughs) yeah things are a little heated uh-huh just just a little bit uh as we now head into the uh unusual parts of estonian culture as zach puts it yeah another thing here where i'm just wondering how much of this is real because we come across an estonian witch well you have to you gotta you gotta set the set the stage the environment okay come on because they enter a clearing in the forest to the bum, bum, okay, <laughs> bum of a drum. You're definitely more of a novelist <laughs> than me. <laughs> okay, you get like it. It was uh, very atmospheric. It was a little creepy. Mm-hmm. I'm still not. 100% sure the purpose I guess she was trying to clear out all their bad juju so that the rest of the season will go well I is that the impression that you got yeah it's clearing out negative energies I mean they have the whole saging mm-hmm. which we I mean thing. there there are so many clearing energy dates throughout the seasons that I know is, I just is, I don't buy it <laughs> Look, this is part of the culture, okay? You can't be just poo-pooing. Well, that's what I'm asking. Is this actually... Because I feel like The Bachelor is not the best in terms of accurately representing culture. So it's hard to trust these things. So I would say, one, it could be. I feel like it's more likely that they take sort of certain elements and package them in a touristy way. I I would say that's probably more likely because like cer- certain things and like I'm not an, an expert in like witchcraft or whatever like we cuz we've seen these sort of supposed traditional ceremonies throughout seasons that, you know, I I'm not an expert so I can't say if they actually are or not but certain elements like uh certain cultures and and whatnot do have things with like burning sage and and things like that so it's not like they're just making stuff up out of thin air i just don't know if that's like a real witch or a woman well, who that's plays what I, a witch that's what i mean i know they hire people for these things so it's right but you know you could go out and hire a witch 
that's true. You could. <laughs> so, so like, did they know. go out and hire a witch, or did they go out and and hire somebody to pretend to be a witch? I don't know. I guess. Hopefully, for their for their sakes, they hired a a, a real witch so that they really got rid of all of the the negative energy. Uh, but who who knows? So of course, you know they got a circle around the fire holding hands as she did some sort of incantation probably melding all of their souls together i don't know um and uh the what? most the most interesting part of this was the fire element <laughs> where they're like holding a flame and then the they have to hilarious look hilarious element look through the flame into the other person's eyes and it goes pretty well for everyone except Jess. <laughs> yes. Which her the, flame yes, goes the out. Can, the flame of the candle went out as she was looking through it. <laughs> it was so funny. And I just was thinking, man, was there somebody off to the side with like a fan or a, well, you, you know, you know that from the other angle, the witch was like. <laughs> that's what I mean. That like this had to be some influence there because mm, yeah, that's the, just too perfect. Beforehand, the producers. We're like, hey, witch lady, we'll give you an extra hundred bucks if you blow out the candle while Jess is, <laughs> Jess is doing it. Just just for the lols. <laughs> yes, don't forget, though, that uh, Zach had to sage each of the girls mm -hmm. as well. Just the, very thoroughly getting rid of all of the negative energy, which... Uh, did not entirely work because there's definitely still some bad blood bubbling around. How how appropriate, given we're talking about witches. And bubbling is just a very witchy thing. And there's still some stuff bubbling, for sure. Um, but Jess... Is spiraling. Jess, Jess really added the flame going out to her growing body of evidence <laughs> <laughs> oh i feel bad for her i really yeah, do especially since at the nighttime portion she opens with um having an anxiety attack earlier but she's all good now which mm. kind of i just kind of felt bad i was like man this experience is not for everybody oh absolutely it's a not. rough environment yeah if if you if you are more susceptible to to this sort of thing, or maybe if like your mental health is in in a place where you're just a, like a little bit more emotionally fragile, or like just susceptible to things like that, this this show will destroy you. It really it really mm. will. I mean, we we sort of talk in jesting terms a lot about stuff like that but man it really does have some potential for legitimate emotional damage oh yeah a lot of contestants have talked after the fact about the damage to their mental health so mm -hmm. yeah i mean there's there's so much pressure and expectation and and waiting and wondering and i just can't i can't imagine like i would never i would rather be single for a hundred thousand years than try to find my life partner 
on The Bachelor. Wow, that's a big number. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's how I truly feel about it, though, because it just it seems like it does have a pretty wide ranging impact. I mean, like you were saying, like you ha- you have, I feel like there's a pretty decent body of uh, of clips from various podcasts and interviews and whatnot over over the years from contestants speaking t- exactly to that and how how difficult it was to actually recover. And that's not even like that's not even purely a contestant thing. I mean that you look at Matt James and I'm sure there are others as well. It can be real real traumatic. So For sure. That's that's my little serious interlude uh here cuz I I don't like to just pretend all the time that everything is bright and jolly. These are real people who have real brains and real emotions. And life is tough. So uh, with that said, I guess the rest of the day was so lame that they didn't bother showing it for the group date. Oh, um... I mean, usually it's just, like, one major activity that they show. Yeah, but, like... I mean, there's hours more, but that's for every group date, basically, that we only see. I, I'm just saying, I would be a little upset if that was the sole thing on my group date day. Oh, yeah, no, I think there probably was more. I don't know what else they did, but, yeah. I mean, those things are hours long, so... Mm-hmm. Just, we yeah. saw like 10 minutes of it, so... And even that felt a little too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, the nighttime portion, it's pretty standard. Zach having conversations with Katie where... Someone on Twitter said she said the word like 17 times in one minute. It was a lot. And she, she she's, as I say it, as I see, as I'm about to say like, ugh, I hate myself for that. <laughs> But she she's not the only one. Oh no, they they, they all these do conversations it. tend to be very rife with filler words. She does say she is picturing her future though, when looking through the flame earlier. Mm-hmm. Yes, picturing mm-hmm. Zach the snack. Oh, <laughs> no, <so hot. laughs> I see my future. You don't have a shirt on. <laughs> Sorry, was that too much? oh man look that's not that's not what i saw that's what she saw okay (laughs) don't blame me (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm really please please talk to me about this because based based on the earlier part of the season i'm actually a bit surprised at how strong zach's connection seems to gabby me too because they they had a little bit of a rough start with Zacky Poo, Zacky Poo, and the maple syrup, yeah, um, all of that stuff. But it really, I mean, these we maybe I'm misinterpreting these things, but it seems like he really, like he's seems to be going out of his way to really give her a lot of verbal and physical validation there even 
even beyond what happens for a lot of other people. I mean, even even talking about how he missed her during quarantine. Um, and then this was an interesting moment. I know you're a cuddler, but I want to kiss the hell out of you. Yeah, they mentioned this in an earlier conversation. I guess she likes cuddling right. more. Right, she's more of a she's more of a cuddler. That I feel like that was around the same time period as Zaki Poo. But maybe, maybe the next week, yeah. yeah. I I could I could be wrong. I maybe, mean, he, that may have been on on their their one-on-one too, I guess. Yeah, he tells her she's one of his strongest connections. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, I I'm a little I'm a little surprised. Yeah, me too. Was not definitely wasn't expecting that. Yeah, wow, that's interesting. I, I goes to show you, anything can happen. Even if you have a little stumble along the way, you can still manage to to come back and be be one of the strongest connections. Uh, so oh, it's time for Zach and Jess. Oh boy. I think we all knew this was coming. This was rough. <laughs> mm. I mean, she starts off about not having confidence. It's hard to see the other woman progressing, which is a pretty standard line that we hear season to season. But then it goes back to the one-on-one conversation which we'd heard her mentioned quite a few times already this episode to the other women but this time she has to tell zach um but zach at this point still seems on board because he said he felt something from night one and she mentions that they're kind of like a slow burn a very very slow burn so slow that the candle runs out of fuel <laughs> and extinguishes. Yes, yeah, slow burn is not the phrase you want to use on The Bachelor. That's no. like usually the kiss of death. Yeah, it's 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 like the very closely related cousin of regressing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Oh. So she's like, "What can I do that doesn't feel forced? It's hard being the last one to get a one-on-one." And she mentions, like, I was waiting for the one-on-one to get vulnerable, which... Yeah. yeah, and You can't say that no, out loud. I, yeah. We I, all know that's what happens, but... Yeah, I, again, like, 100% true. This is about the one-on-one. For sure. This is about the one-on-one. But you can't... You can't actually scrape away the surf, like the surface superficial stuff on top of it and reveal... That that's actually it. You just yeah, can't do that. Yeah, it's like breaking the fourth wall verbally. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this... Zach doesn't like that. No. Not a, not a he's fan. Like, he's like invested in keeping the, mus- like the facade of the show, even though he went through this. He knows all of this. Mm-hmm. But he has to like keep everything like appearing like above board, I guess. So he's like, don't think of it as a process. But I'm thinking it is, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess, and I, I'm just kind of assuming some of his motivations here, perhaps. Uh, but it just, it seems like Zach is a little extra touchy, perhaps, 
when it comes to actually talking about the nuts and bolts, like the behind the scenes stuff, because I, I feel like at some level, he kind of views that as like, if you're actually talking in that way, you're, you're actually, you've like psychologically removed yourself from the actual like process that's built on top of that. Because, right, he's, like, saying, oh, I want to find a wife here. Like, I want to take this seriously. So I think maybe it freaks him out a bit, having been on the show before and trying to, like, be upstanding and stuff, I guess. I think it's disconcerting for him to have somebody and, like, whenever whoever, this you know, does this sort of thing, like, oh, it's about the one-on-one. And he's thinking, but, like, don't like don't be putting it in those terms that makes me uncomfortable because it's like oh this is now we're talking about the show not our relationship yeah he kind of did the same thing with the whole anastasia thing where she mentioned like the instagram followers mm -hmm. right it made him very uncomfortable yeah that's very interesting to me so i mean at this point the writing is kind of on the wall for jess and She's like, a one-on-one -on -one is a big deal, but now Zach feels a disconnect and he is not sure about this anymore. Uh, she really, I mean, she didn't really screw things up because like, you really, you really think that she was going to survive the rose ceremony? No, she was going home anyway. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know, I guess he kind of made her feel bad about wanting a one-on-one, -on -one, even though he knows that's like, He's not going to pick someone who doesn't get a one-on-one. -on -one, so <laughs> I don't know. Uh -huh. and, and as, as we've already established, he for sure has his top four. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. So she is not going to beg for nope. him. So goodbye. Yep. She leaves. I'm out of here, which he then has to go back be like, sorry guys, but I'm too upset to continue. There will be no rose here. That's just total BS. <laughs> like, you could have given it to Katie or Gabby. Like, whatever. Yeah. Hey, Zach's gonna Zach, as I always say. Mm -hmm. So, time for Ariel's one-on-one. -on-one. Uh-huh. Hopefully, he's in a better mood the next day. Did Did I hear correctly that he said something to the effect of, She's actually fun to hang out with. Talking about Ariel? Errol, yes. Um, you did not mishear that, I believe. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> I mean, it is a little weird if you take that and extrapolate it beyond just the comment. Yes, I'm like, well, which, who is he referring to that wasn't fun to hang out with? Jess, maybe? I don't know. So like, they, oh, thank goodness I can have fun tomorrow with I know. Ariel instead of having to talk to that downer, Jess. <laughs> uh-huh. So they visit a nudist sauna, mm -hmm. which this isn't that, like, out there. I feel like you could find this in a no, lot that, of different places. That, that is very, particularly, so a, a lot of other cultures, even... Even when you're talking about other quote-unquote Western cultures, 
um, a lot of other cultures do not share the same uh, hangups that the U.S. in general does about nudity uh, and, and about like being naked in front of other people. Like it's a very sexual thing here in the States, whereas it tends to not be quite so sexual in a lot of other places. And so, yeah, you have things like this where it's a nudist spa and sauna. Yeah, which they actually never got nude. No, because they 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 agreed that like it would be too uncomfortable for them, so they just they just changed to bathing suits. I feel like that's kind of an improvement on the part of the producers because in seasons past, I feel like they would have been. They would have actually been nude. Yes, I mean, again, like, is it a huge deal? I mean. Not really, but it's also weird that it then is televised. Maybe if they were just on well, a regular date, it wouldn't be. Well, that's why you like put the you put the black bars in, you know, like like the uh, the horse pooping, <laughs> you know, all all that stuff. You just you add you add the bars for family friendliness mm-hmm. as since you're you're broadcasting it in the in the states, because again, it's not like anything's gonna actually happen that's sexual because they're filming the whole thing. Yeah. But that may also just be another layer of uh, paperwork and consent forms and stuff that there's, yeah, screw it. Just wear your bathing suits. We don't care. That's also par- possible. So talk to me about the the pre-sauna prep that they went through in that like little lodge thing, laying on like the furs and stuff on the floor. You remember uh, this? Yeah, they like smacked each other with plants. <laughs> I don't know what else I don't know what else they did. It was important prep time and of course there's like an employee of the place there as facilitating as, the whole as, thing. As they were there just kind of staring at them. Yeah, that is probably the f- funniest thing to me on these types of things. Like just think back to the uh the Jacob date in paradise you remember that with like all oh, the chocolate and that yes. lady like <laughs> looking at them from the like around the corner or like in paradise when like who somebody did like a chocolate something and the the lady was just like the chef was just standing off to the side yeah, watching I think them that, i think that's what i'm talking about with uh uh jacob and i can i can never remember her name jill yes jacob and jill uh-huh yeah, things like that. It's always super funny to me because you see they're just like they have some clothes on, but like not much. And they're like laying in this bed of furs and this lady's just like, yes, and now do this. Like open your hearts. And she's like, I hope they paid her a lot to do that <laughs> and to deal deal with this. Um, but once they once they were all prepped and ready to go, it's time to get in the sauna which is again where they they opted to not actually be nude but instead wear tasteful swimsuits well there was other there was a couple of naked people that did enter Mm -hmm. yeah so they they got very comfortable in the fact that they were just going to be here in their bathing suits and have a nice conversation um because essentially i don't know how familiar everyone is with saunas 
I know you spend so much time in saunas, Christy. Uh, <laughs> but typically, like you're right, you have like the wooden shack, and a lot of times there'll be benches of some kind in there, and you have like the heated stones. You pour water over it, and it like it's hot. Okay, it it draws stuff out of your pores, and it's just healthy and wonderful and all of that. And so they're sitting there, and whoop, the door opens. And who should show up but a very naked, solidly middle-aged couple. Fully naked. I hope they paid them well enough. <laughs> well, they, of course, were blackbarred, but they just... It's oh, just so weird. <laughs> they, they had to give us the full experience, even though... Somebody had to get naked, yeah, right? Exactly, exactly. Plus, you know, they, they love doing this sort of thing where they, they love having some like random person or people sort of pop into a one-on-one at some point to like give some just advice you know just like give some wisdom oh, speak into it elderly sort couple of, sort of that. thing right um and so this this couple was that for this date um which and- it, i noticed it was very conscientious of them because even though they were butt naked they put a towel under their butts as they sat down so they weren't just bare cheeks to the wood how considerate Uh which also probably cuts down on the the butt splinters too oh yikes (laughs) Uh, as well that naked couple also followed them into the hot tub (laughs) which is even even more awkward well so first i just did you want to touch on their their advice I do not remember what they said. I mean, it was fairly generic. It was things like, you know, sometimes you'll need space and like you got to talk, talk, talk. Uh, that was pretty much, that was pretty much it. But That's good advice, I guess. <laughs> yeah, which is true. It's just the sort of thing you don't necessarily want to receive from fully naked people who could be your parents. I mean, that's not ideal, but that's what happened. <laughs> no, not super ideal, which then, of course, right, of course, they have to head to the hot tub because no one-on-one would be complete without hot tub time. And yes, as you mentioned, as they're there, they're like making out and everything, and then whoop, who should arrive? But our favorite Estonian naked couple. It just, there wasn't enough water in there. For that amount of people. It's a, it's a four-person hot tub. Mm, there's more human flesh than water. So. <laughs> that's that not true. It's that crowded not, in there. It's not true. And just because you're uncomfortable with it doesn't mean that the other people were. But it, it, that was a bit strange to me because the older couple, because they, they were wearing robes in transit because, you know, you could get a little chilly walking around and... and spring in estonia uh, and then they take their robes off and just hop in and they just start making out immediately too it's just like it was deeply uncomfortable what is happening and then i guess at that point zach and ariel were like oh screw it and they started making out too <laughs> which just might as well just to note i did not count the old wrinkly nude couples kiss 
kisses, okay? In my count, no, I did not. They do not count. Only Zach counts. Correct. Correct. Zach and his women. Yeah. So that was that was that was really fun. Huh? <laughs> I guess they seem to enjoy it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh-huh. The next portion was still daytime for some reason. It wasn't night. Which was a little surprising given that typically it's divided into day and night. Yeah. But I guess they didn't want to spend the entire day at the nude spa. At this point, we get a little thing from Zach about comparing Ariel to Catherine, who is who Sean eventually picked. Because mm-hmm. we got to, of course, shoehorn extraneous things in here. Yeah, I guess we will see if Ariel ends up being picked like Catherine was. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy their conversation? Yeah, I mean, I like Ariel, and Zach seems pretty impressed by her, like, put-together image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just, he was very, he just seems very surprised by her. He just wasn't expecting, expecting all of this out of her. And so it's a little, it's a little surprising to him. I mean, I, it is, I, what he said at some point was that she has far exceeded his expectations. Yep. She mentions using humor as like a shield and talked about her previous relationships, about like like sacrificing herself or not loving herself anymore. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, it has to be like, Yo, you have to be yourself, okay? You have to be yourself. Don't pretend to be anything. You gotta be you, okay? Yeah, they didn't show a ton of this. Mm-hmm. date at this point but she does get the rose obviously yeah. also that man that that line from her that was very sad to hear the where she's like i'm so tired of being alone i mean i feel like that's pretty relatable yes that's why it hurts so much <laughs> <laughs> of course obviously yeah uh-huh and so she's ready to not be, mm-hmm. to settle down with Zacky Poo, Zach the Snack, and just be happy forever or for three months, whatever, <laughs> whatever it ends up being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was it for her date. Mm-hmm. So here we are at... The end of the show. Yep, rose ceremony time. Yep, gotta gotta get all the the cocktail and rose ceremonying yep, out of the we way. We see him talking with Allie, Gabby, Brooklyn, Katie, and the main part of this was really the cat and charity whole debacle from earlier. Mm-hmm. So Kat still says she stands by what she did. Of course. She's not backing down. And then Brooklyn interrupts Kat and Charity talking, and then Kat leaves immediately. I guess she can't handle the confrontation. She doesn't doesn't appreciate Brooklyn being involved. Um, I have another question for you, Christy. 
and try, try your best to put aside the knowledge from the future that you have, okay? But if you're looking at things now through the lens of the present day, having only just watched the show until this point, who would you say are are his top four? Because to me, right now, I see his top four being, and this is in no particular order, but Gabby, Ariel, Charity, and Katie. That's who that's who I personally feel like are his top four. Gabby, Ariel, Charity, and Katie. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a good that's a good top four. I think I might have swapped Cat out for one of them, like on up until, until this says, until this episode. Yeah, because <laughs> like she had a good one on one with him. Hmm. Yeah, I just feel like I feel like there's so much drama there that, and and maybe he just he's so fully unaware. I just seems like the the with those those four that i just mentioned it's a pretty particularly strong connection um yeah i mean process of elimination i wouldn't put brooklyn in that top four yeah at this point no maybe once upon a time a million years ago but not not now um and not Allie. i mean mm. so that really only leaves those four well, thanks for pointing out that this wasn't very difficult to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, I, I probably would have, I would have been more unsure of Ariel last week, but generally kind of stands, I think. But yeah, that that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, at this point, um, Ariel is shown asking Gabby if they should like go after a cat and Gabby says that wouldn't be in our best interest. That's a smart player. Uh-huh. Don't get involved. No, just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Don't don't you don't you, you, the on, the only time you want your name to come up in somebody else's conversation with Zach is if it is in the context of oh my goodness this person is just the most wonderful, awesome person in the whole world. Like, I cannot believe how wonderful they are. Like, any other context, no. You don't want your name in other people's mouth. So, very wise. I also thought it was interesting when Zach and Kat talked that Zach felt something was off. And he was like, was it nerves? I guess during the whole flame through the eye and thing. Was it nerves or the fact that the sage didn't work to cleanse your aura? <laughs> but Kat says she wasn't feeling that way, so things are kind of just left open-ended. Mm-hmm. Will she get a rose or will she not? Yeah. And I was disappointed that she did. Yeah, I can't really disagree with that. Allie is the one going home. Yeah, I mean, it's not like if we were going to just get rid of one more person, because obviously Jess is already gone at this point. I mean, it seems like 
just by connections alone, yeah, it does kind of have to be Allie. But still. Yeah. It still is a little sad. Like, hmm, troublemaker didn't leave, which is why she stayed. Obviously. Oh, of course. Yes. Because if we can get one more week of delicious drama, I mean, that is worth it. Okay? So freaking worth it. Uh, yeah. So there you go. That is Bachelor. Zachary's Return. The episode. <laughs> nope, mm-hmm. that was the end. Yeah. So, uh, Do you have a kiss count? Yeah, I do. 63. Wow. Well, he had some things to make up for. He had some making out to do. <laughs> up. He had some making up out to do. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So that that yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 63. There you go. I suffered immensely for that. Just so you know. <laughs> uh uh I guess uh, let me just ask you this before we end. Uh Chris Harrison, anything any rumblings happening with that? He's made mm-hmm. as we discussed a little bit last week, he's made some very strongly worded statements of late uh no not with chris nick made some headlines today though nick by all because he said zach was outrageous obtuse and lacks empathy when dealing with the jess situation Uh and he also spent like a few seconds like mocking like zach's head movements and mannerisms Mm -hmm. that's 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 real mature. Um, so let me I'll just just touch on this briefly. So is he he's criticizing him because he feels like Jess should not have been sent home for focusing so heavily on the meta of the yes, season? Yes, essentially, because Nick was like, Zach knows it's all about the one-on-one, so to kind of make her feel bad about that wasn't cool. Yeah, see, I again, I don't think I really agree with that take. That like the take that it was about revealing that. Again, like I said earlier, I think it really is about the insecurity for him that people may be playing the game yeah more than they are pursuing the relationship. See, I would love to hear from Zach about this. Me too. Zach, do you want to come on this show and tell us? Okay, <laughs> we want we really like we really want to know because I I have been assuming just based on what we've seen, like it seems like he has decent motivations. Is he a touch boring? Perhaps. You know, are there other people like Rodney, we would have liked to see as The Bachelor. Yes. But still, like, I feel like he has a decent amount of integrity as The Bachelor. And so we would love to actually hear definitively on that. Because I don't, I, I think that that, as cynical as I am, I think that's a cynical take on what happened based on previous interactions with people that he's had and his experiences on the show you know 
last season or whenever it was uh with uh rachel right it was rachel Mm -hmm. rachel was his person and then boom blindsided so i i don't really i don't really agree with that i won't go any further than that because we gotta end here and recharge our batteries for more exciting content later this week so thank you for bringing that up christy i i always find your little tidbits to be quite interesting and i'm sure everyone else does as well so thank you where can people find us on social media you can follow us at group dates podcast on instagram tiktok and twitter excellent excellent